We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends. Thank you for hanging out with me here today on this beautiful, sunshiny day. I hope it's sunshiny and warm where you are as well. Today, we're going to be talking about a very important relationship. How is your relationship with your body? I know until I made friends with my body, I could not make good friends with other people, much less manifest my wonderful, supportive, and amazing husband. Jess Scott has said the human body is the best work of art. In truth, our bodies are a sacred temple and the vehicle for our souls to navigate on planet Earth. I truly believe the body can be a portal to transforming your relationships, your life, and the world. Your body has the potential to become your greatest teacher, your wise worldly advisor, your compassionate confidant, and your best friend. As a young woman in the entertainment industry, I did not perceive my body in this way. It was a way to get attention and to make money. In other words, the relationship with my body was not based on a foundation of love. I was constantly battling with my physical self. It never looked the way I wanted it to, and it always weighed too much. I decided to take drastic measures to manipulate it and get it to cooperate. Thus began my dysfunctional dance with food and my decade-long eating disorder. I would run for miles and go to the gym, often working out for two to three hours a day, sometimes twice a day. I got liposuction, I deprived myself, I tortured myself, and I judged myself. Not only did my body not respond the way I wanted it to, my health began to really suffer. I ended up getting consistent colds, flus, upper respiratory infections, rashes, and eventually chronic fatigue. Forget trying to model or act, I got to the point where I was simply trying to survive. One day, as I was dragging my tired, stiff, sore, puffy self to the gym, I eavesdropped on the conversation I was having with myself. I was berating and beating myself up. The messages I shared with my body were filled with expletives, anger, and hatred. In that moment, I began to consciously understand why it was not responding in kind. I contemplated opening my mind to another way of being. What if I began to listen to my body? What if I started to communicate with it with love and respect? What if I let it sleep when it was tired and eat when it was hungry? I have to admit, I felt some trepidation. I was afraid to consider making friends with my body because I had felt so betrayed by it. I was so afraid if I really listened to it, it was going to get uglier, gain even more weight, and that things would get even worse. But in truth, I felt so horrible, I didn't know how much worse it could get. So I decided to experiment with another way of being. Every morning, I would send loving thoughts to my thighs, my arms, my organs, my skin, my brain, and my heart. I decided to eat what I longed for and to be very present and in gratitude with the food. And although I was initially afraid, a funny thing began. I started to feel a little better and I started to lose weight. I gradually transitioned from a self-critical way of being to a self-accepting way of being. Not only did my body and health change in a positive and powerful way, I cultivated greater confidence and my life completely transformed. 
That was 10 years ago, and today I easily maintain my ideal weight, and though I am in my 40s, I feel more vibrantly healthy and alive than I did in my 20s. My body has truly become my ally and my friend. I trust its wisdom, teachings, and information, and I know for a fact you can too. If you're struggling with your physical self, I know there's great information here for you today in this conversation I'm having. To begin this conversation, I have my good friend, occasional co-host, and very wise woman. She is the book nurturer and one of my very best friends, Rosemary Sneeringer. Thanks for being here, Rosemary. Thank you, Tammy. I'm really excited about this conversation today. I think it's going to be really helpful and enlightening for lots of people. Yeah, it, it we've we've talked about this a lot, and you know, I know you've had your own um dance with your physical self and your own physical issues. And I think probably anybody alive does to some degree or another. So I would just love to hear from your perspective, how your relationship with your body has transformed and evolved. Because I mean, I've witnessed you um, really shift. Your, Your physicality has really shifted in the time that I've known you. The last time I saw you, which was like a week ago when I was in LA, you were looking pretty hot. You lost some weight. And you looked vibrantly glowing, healthy, and alive. So I want to know what you've been up to to um, cultivate this transformation. Well, it is it is interesting because what you're talking about is being kinder to the body. And I noticed even when you said eating with presence, um, a lot of times um, we don't notice what we're eating or, you know, I eat in front of the computer sometimes. But I noticed that. I noticed that I'm doing that. Um, I did do a major cleanse in October. And I have to say that that was really good because it was a pattern breaker. I was in this pattern of eating like this big protein breakfast. And I was eating a lot of eggs. And um, and it was a bad thing to get into. Um, so um, I was able to to break that and do the shakes in the morning. And that that made a huge difference. Um, I have never really been fat, fat, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. I have a high metabolism. Um, I, I, I do have fibroid issue, you know, and I have been working on that for quite some time. I've made some headway with it. And right now I've kind of given up on that. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, I worked on it for about three years and, you know, somebody said to me, you know, you can get rid of that if you want. And I just said, yeah, I'm not going there right now. So um, I'm going to the gym almost every day. And if I don't do that, then I do some kind of physical, you know, something physical. And I and I have to say, Tammy, that um, there's times when I'm just really tired and my body doesn't want to do anything. And um, and I respect it. I don't force it to do anything. So in in terms of um, listening to my body, um, in those general ways, because we know, we know when we're putting something in our, our mouths and not really tasting it, not really savoring it, not really being present with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those little hints and then, uh, uh, you know, and then, you know, going a little deeper with it on the subconscious level, which, you know, is the next thing I think that you want to, to talk about, um, taking that, uh, relationship being, that we know is there on a conscious level, just a little bit further into the subconscious. You know, it, and, and as a, a counselor and a teacher and a healer, I'm constantly amazed 
by the power of the subconscious mind. You know, we're in a the theta, the theta state as children, and everything that we experience, we really take on as truth and becomes part of our foundation for our, our lives that we build upon. So if we heard things like, you know, one of the, <laughs> most of us can probably relate to this, there are kids uh, starving in China, you have to eat everything on your plate. So I, you know, as an adult, I would, I would clean my plate. And then I realized that, you know, me finishing the food on my plate isn't going to help anybody else. And, and so it was interesting to, to have that conscious realization of what was going on in a subconscious way. But all of us have subconscious stuff, unconscious stuff that we don't necessarily um, understand or that isn't, that isn't conscious. So working with people through hypnosis, and I really like archetypal hypnosis more than clinical hypnosis because it's a way of um, making friends with the subconscious and asking it for symbols. We, we see things as symbols before it translates into words in the realm of the subconscious. That's why dreams are so weird sometimes. It speaks to us in the language of symbols. And it's, it's really fun and exciting for me to sit with people and say, for instance, this is an exercise that, that um, I did with you, Rosemary, and I want to talk about your experience. But say, for instance, um, just imagine for a minute your vibrantly healthy, optimally healthy, ideal weight self standing in front of you. Okay? Okay. You see your Rosemary? She looks good, doesn't she? She looks really good. Okay. So now just let's, uh, let's ask our subconscious mind for the symbol of the block or the barrier that's between you and that vibrantly healthy, optimally healthy self. Hmm. And it's funny because things can show up when we do this that aren't necessarily something that consciously makes sense. But after this symbol shows up, we can ask it for its intention and purpose because whatever shows up is really there in service to us. It's never the enemy. You know, it's always something that has information. And often I'll have that symbol um, speak. And then often I will have that symbol um, transform into something more positive and helpful to, to help you blend and merge with that healthy, vibrantly healthy, optimally healthy self. So Rosemary, we did this the other day and it happened that quickly. Our session yes. lasted like four minutes. <laughs> right. What was that like for you? Well, you were talking about how you helped um, another one of your clients, and and um, I, I think you're going to tell that story as well. But I thought, well, let me just try it because I was really intrigued. I was like, I said, you know, can we do that right now? And um, I have to say that I I have um, done intuitive work. I've helped other people through things, and it it is no matter who you are and um, how well you do that, it is hard to access that for yourself. It's because if you're trying to um, have the mental part going and then be detached enough that you can go into the subconscious, go into the intuitive world, um, it's hard to do both at the same time. So having a guide like you, especially who's got um, a really soothing voice and you feel like you're in good hands, um, that you... Um, that you're being taken care of. So, you, so you're comfortable enough to sort of let go and let whatever is, is ready to come up, come up. Um, and, and as you say, you know, I was able to do that pretty quickly because of that trust, because of that bond, because of that knowledge that, that, you know, you really know what you're doing and I'm going to be safe. So 
Um, what, what we were talking about, um, I believe it was kind of next steps and how things are going. And um, gosh, I don't even remember what you asked, Tammy. I mean, it was only uh, uh, two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think it was just kind of, you know, what's blocking me now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I saw was that I was, um, in a rowboat and I didn't even have an oar. There wasn't even an oar lock. There was just a pole. So it was just a pole digging into that muddy water. You know how it sinks in and churns up the mud and you're just like pulling very slowly through the water. Hey, yeah, it sounds mucky. <laughs> And then I saw, and, and then as, as the meditation went on and you were asking me, you know, that was my symbol. And then you asked me how I could shift that symbol. I, I, I don't remember what your exact words were, Tammy. Um, do you remember what they were? Yeah. Well, first of all, we asked the similar message and it was something about having to work hard and push and was dragging. And then I said, well, how about um, let's invite the symbol to transform into something that will bring you greater ease and joy and help you merge and blend with your um, healthy self. And then you imagined, I think yourself in the rowboat and it had a motor now. <laughs> right. So, it, so I wasn't standing anymore and before I was standing in the boat, which is interesting because you're never supposed to stand in a boat. Right. And <laughs> so then it was like, oh, I can sit down. And then, and then, and then I saw the oar and I saw the oar lock and then, then there, there, there was a motor too. And it's a small motor. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I started the motor and then I could sit down and I, and I'm being propelled through the water. And I remember, you know, thinking about it being really beautiful. Um, uh, there was a movie that I saw called a, a fairy tale, a true story. That is just a beautiful, um, movie about these two women who take pictures of these fairies that they say they see, um, in, in, in around the late 1800s, the early 1900s, and um, they get a lot of publicity. Harry Houdini and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. There was a lot going on metaphysically at that time, a big um, push toward the unseen. Um, so where they lived, it's just, oh, these beautiful rivers, you know, luscious and um, green and mossy rocks and you know, absolutely gorgeous. And you just kind of want to climb right into the screen and be there. So that's where I was. And so as I've been playing with it, because you said, Oh, uh, you know, play with the image every night. And then if I try to, you know, it doesn't feel right, um, to, to be in a big speedboat or anything, or to have a huge motor be put on there. Um, so, um, and, and I realized I do want to, to move with grace. Even, even if I get really busy, I still don't want to be hepped up and overcharged. I still want it to be graceful and flowing. And it can be, even if I'm very successful in, in making a lot more money. Yes. And so it was really interesting because I had you just get into that feeling state of being in the boat, relaxing, taking in the beauty, letting uh, the river carry you, letting the motor support you. And um, it was funny because the very next day, 
you, I think you shared with me um, something that happened that was very coincidental, very synchronistic. And you're like, do you think this is an accident? <laughs> so what was that, Rosemary? What happened? Well, what happened was I got, um, I got a referral out of the blue from someone who was ready to talk. And then, and I talked to her and um, it's a great fit. It's a really great client fit for me. Somebody enthusiastic and energetic and smart and willing to go for it. So, and then just last night I got another referral out of the blue (laughs) (laughs) and I spoke with someone who can, who's kind of a mentor for me in getting um, an agent. Um, I had an actual hour and a half conversation with her last night. So I would say yesterday was pretty much a banner day and it was, um, you know, a a gentle floating fun day. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, a simple inner shift can, can profoundly change your outer life in an instant. And uh, something else that you shared that I thought was really funny because initially you felt like you had to push and you were stuck in the muck and the mire in this boat. And I said, why don't we, we shift that. And then like I, like you had said, just, get into that feeling state either in the morning or at night, just relaxing, imagining going with the flow and things being carried to you and you being carried to things that, that are yours by divine right. And then I think you mentioned that you got a newsletter or something in your email about relaxing and turning your boat around. Oh, right. (laughs) Um, yeah, this is, this is hilarious. I saw this, um, it must've been, we did that on Monday. So this is Monday night and I had signed up with this coach and, um, so, um, I, I had, had talked to her or sent in my money, I think it was, um, Friday and we're starting tomorrow. So, um, that evening, um, she sent me, oh, I had to send her, um, my 30 goals for the three to four months that we will be, she will be coaching me. And, um, so then that night after we did that, um, session, um, she sent me this email. Um, she says, love it. You are definitely clear about what you want. And now the fun begins. I'm going to love working with you. My intentions are to help you turn your boat around so you can float downstream instead of working your blank off. (laughs) (laughs) And you didn't tell her about this guided meditation. You didn't share any of that inner stuff with her. So she, it was like, I don't know, directly reflecting what your experience was earlier in that day um, in your inner realms and by virtue of this really simple, quick guided meditation that we had done. Absolutely. I love miracles like that. And I see it happen all the time. People are like, don't you think this is maybe just a coincidence? And I just smile because I see it happen so consistently. There's something more going on here than just simple coincidence. Because what are the chances of that happening, really? (laughs) So, um, if anybody's interested in having a quick session for me, what I would invite you to do, if you're curious about this or want to explore this further, go to my website, TammyBPhD.com. It's T-A-M-M-I-B-P-H-D.com. And I have a little button called Strategy Session. And you can go on there and fill out, you know, just a quick questionnaire. And perhaps there's an opportunity for us to do um, an appointment together because things can really shift that quickly. It doesn't have to be hard, right, Rosemary? No, no. <laughs> it doesn't fact, have to be painful. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun. It, this work is really fun for me. And I used to, 
like I said, effort a lot. And it didn't work that well. It's like what I had said earlier, I would work out for two, three hours a day. And a lot of what I did was motivated by uh, frustration, fear, anger, thinking I had to work hard for results. And once I started being motivated by um, acceptance and love, things changed. And then furthermore, once I started to make friends with the subconscious mind and want to listen to it, work with it, then things changed even more quickly. You know, I go to the gym now, people go, oh my gosh, you must work out really hard. I guess I look fit. I work out 20 minutes every other day. You look fit. I work out 20 minutes every other day and it's motivated by love. That's, that's the amount of time I want to be there. I don't like the, I don't like doing two hours of cardio. I've done it. And I feel I get greater results from doing things with great love than beating myself up and doing things for hours and hours and hours. And I think that can be true in all areas of our lives. You know, it doesn't have to be that hard. It can be. If you think it has to be, it will be. And again, you know, I think the greatest opportunities for our soul level lessons are through relationships, through money, and through our physical bodies. And any of these three areas can be um, dealt with by virtue of working with the subconscious. These are all kind of like spokes or portals to our soul lessons. And it's like, again, Mary, Rosemary, if you think you have to work hard and, you know, pedal and go through the muck and the mire, you know what, that's going to get to be a reality. But let's open our mind to another way of being. <laughs> right. And, you know, what I have to say about that is um, a lot of times um, what shows up in the body has come in through what our mind is thinking, what our emotions are thinking, and and the same can shift as we become kinder to our body. I, I remember being in class and our teacher saying, you know, before a workout, you can talk to your talk to your body, say, hey, you know, this is what we're going to be doing, and um, and you know, prepare it for that. And mm -hmm. and I know that Tammy, you have uh, a story about how um, how you shifted with your own body. And, um, I, you told me that at one point, I was wondering if you can, can talk about that story because there's a lot in that story that would help people. Well, there's so many, but the one that comes to mind, um, to share right now is something that happened rather recently. <laughs> and I don't know if this is the one you're talking about. Um, but what comes forward as you're asking me, that is my, my relationship with my bunion. <laughs> and it was, causing me a lot of pain and it was very frustrating. My family has a history of bunions or whatever. So I went to this doctor and he said that I not only needed surgery on that bunion, but on this, the, on my small toe and my other foot, and, and it was going to be this major ordeal. And I kind of had this panic attack, but you know, this has to be dealt with. So I went home and I actually just, this is something simple that we all have the ability to do. I just held my foot and I went, it was just like what you were saying with the workout. I'm talking to it saying, you know, I guess this is something we need to do. And, and then I decided to listen to it. And I think there's such healing opportunity in our mm, desire or intention to listen. And so I asked it what it had to say. And I didn't know if anything was going to come forward or not. But it, what it said quite clearly was that it didn't want surgery. That it had experienced enough trauma, which... It had. I had glass in my foot. I've had a lot of surgery on that foot. And the last thing it wanted was more trauma. So then I asked, what would you prefer instead? 
and it said reflexology. Check in with me before you buy a shoe, <laughs> another high heel. Check in with me before you walk out the door in a stiletto. It didn't say I had to give them up, but it said it wanted to be listened to. So I decided to listen. I went and got some reflexology appointments. I went and, I, you know, I checked in before I bought shoes. And it was really interesting. A friend of mine that I hadn't seen in six months who'd had bunion surgery saw my foot. And she goes, oh, did you have the bunion surgery? I'm like, uh, no, in fact, I didn't. She goes, why is it gone? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I had a couple of reflexology appointments. And <laughs> she was like, are you kidding me? She couldn't believe how different it was. It doesn't hurt anymore. It's like completely transformed. And it's because I listened. And then I took the action steps just to honor it with, with um, acceptance and love rather than being motiv motivated again by, by fear. And sometimes I think the medical profession can, if you're going to go to a surgeon, usually the answer is surgery, right? You yeah. go to a doctor, you know, That's a medical true. doctor, they're going to, it's what they do. It's what they know. So I think we have so much more power than we think. We have so much more power than we think. And um, it's an exciting um, realization when we understand that. It's an empowering um, way to live our lives. So my bunion is my teacher and my friend. And my little sister had one and she was like screaming at it. I hate you. I hate you. And I said, you know, it might be really nice to change your conversation with it. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, I won't do that. Maybe I'll just say, I love you. I love you. And I said, you know, that's, that's a good start. Just keep going in that direction. Well, I think that's a really great point. And a lot of times once our body is, whether it's whispering to us or screaming at us, depending on what's going on, um, often there have there have been things that we've ignored along the way, emotional things we stuff, um, yes. you know, uh, mental things or, or what we're putting up with, um, and they're going to require change. And so, um, then that's why we don't want to deal with them. Either we'll have to confront someone or we'll have to change in some way. And so when it becomes in the physical, it's, it's at that point, it's, it's, you know, waving at you for your attention and really just wanting to be listened to. And so when I hear people talking about, you know, blah, 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 got cancer and we're really going to fight this. Well, fighting often leads to, you know, whatever you put your attention, whatever you focus on grows sort of. I, we've had lots of wars and fighting usually escalates um, yes. and nobody really wins. So... What we um, resist persists. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I absolutely um, agree with. You. So I, I would say, I, you know, at a certain point, there there would be a willingness to change, and the more we do listen to ourselves, before our body starts giving us, you know, majorly big hints in in discomforts um, leading to disease or conditions um, that. Um, you know, being willing to be more flexible and um, and know that we're being divinely guided. If if we're meant to do some changes, it's not you know because there's an angry God you know saying, well, if you don't do this, these bad things are going to happen to you. It's, it's probably for our benefit and for our empowerment. You, yeah, you bring up a really good point, and and 
it is true. I think by the time something's going on with our physical self, it's been in our energetic space for a while. Um, it moves inward from almost like from our outer aura to our inner aura to our mental and emotional um, bodies to our physical bodies. And by the time something's in your physical body, it's probably been in your energetic body. There's been information there, but often we don't know how to access it. We don't know how to listen to it. So by the time it's gotten to our physical selves, it's yelling at us. And so we can eradicate the cancer by going to chemo and radiation. But if you haven't dealt with the underlying emotional issues or spiritual lessons, um, the cancer is going to come back or it's going to squirt out another direction. Something else is going to happen if you don't do the underlying healing. So that is a a really um, good point. Fighting against our bodies in that way doesn't doesn't usually bring soul level transformation. And I think that's why we're here. It's really to learn to grow, to evolve as spiritual beings. So you bring up some, some good points. I, I love having conversations with you, Rosemary. It's always so enjoyable and insightful. I feel the same. I always learn something. I always get some insight and I always feel comforted. Mm, that's lovely. Yeah. You know, it, it's when we can treat our friends and our bodies with love, it's amazing how, <laughs> Our lives again transform. That's what heals us. I remember a teacher saying that once. Love, um, um, when we apply love to the places inside that hurt, that's when true healing can occur. So that is my intention: is to show up in great love with the people I connect with. And um, Rosemary, I love being in this space with you. And I know you have a busy day; you have lots to do. So I'm not going to keep you any longer because I have another wonderful guest that I want to spend some time with, some quality time with. So thank you, Rosemary. I will talk to you very, very soon. I'll call you later. Okay. Thanks, Tammy. Have a great show, and thanks to all the listeners. And um, very grateful to be here today. Thank you. Okay. Lots of love. Onward and upwards, sweet pea. So when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation about life lessons, our body as our teacher, losing weight, and true empowerment. I'm going to be talking to Meggie Hale, and she's going to be sharing her inspiring journey from victim to victor and how her body went from her enemy to her greatest ally. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with some really good information from Meggie Hale. We've been angry. We've been hurt. We've been lonely. We've been pressured. We've been ashamed. We've been miserable. We've been hopeless. We've been lost. We've been labeled. We've been invisible. We've been controlled. We've been been judged. judged. If you're one of the more than 26 million teens living in the U.S. today, chances are you'll go through your share of tough times. Let's face it, being a teen isn't easy. We know because we've been there. We've been accepted. We've been supported. We've been confident. We've been brave. Check out reachout.com to hear teens share their own stories on how they've made it through tough times. You might even find ways to deal with all you're dealing with. Because we've been there, we can help each other. We've been inspired. We've been determined. We've been acknowledged. We've been given a chance. We've been there. We've been there. We can help us. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Inspire USA Foundation, and the Ad Council. Excuse me, do you know how to get to Maine and Maple? Do you have these in a seven and a half? How's that cooked? Can I get that shipped overnight? Is there a direct flight? How long does the warranty last? What's your soup of the day? How do you change the ringtone? Does it come in blue? Does this bus stop at Elm Street? We ask questions everywhere in life. 
Is it raining out? Uh, what time's the meeting? How much does this cost? Does it have four-wheel drive? Have we met before? What's my account balance? Yet somehow, when we get to the doctor's office... Any questions? Um, no. We clam up. Ask questions. What is this test for? Are there any side effects? When do I get my results? Questions lead to better health care. Go to AHRQ.gov for a list of 10 questions everyone should know. Questions are the answer. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. My name is Dale Pazinski. I'm 19 years old, and this is how I live united. I've always been kind of a computer geek, and I found a way to use those skills to help the homeless in my community. For people facing hard times, computer skills and a basic resume are so important. It may seem like a small thing, but it makes a huge difference in people's lives. So with United Way, I created a program where I work with the homeless. Together, we go through their whole job history, write a resume, and then save it on their very own USB drive. We provide workbooks and training certificates. I even budgeted for cupcakes so we can celebrate as a class when one of our people gets a job. That's huge. When somebody says, hey man, that job that you helped me apply for, I got it. That's what Living United feels like to me. My name is Dale Pazinski. I help people achieve financial independence. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. You're listening to Empower Radio. Now back to Journey to Center with Dr. Tammy Belashevsky. Hello, my friends. I'm so honored to be spending some time with you here today on Empower Radio. I'm also so excited and so honored to be speaking with Meggie Hale. She's an amazing success story in regard to releasing a great deal of weight and healing from the inside out. She has made the challenging journey from an abused, overweight teen to a very successful businesswoman and creative of a product called Slimmer Silhouette. So, Meggie, I'm so happy to be spending some time with you today. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I think your story is remarkable. You have lost over 130 pounds and have gone from a size 29 to a size 12. That is uh, miraculous. And I'd like to know how that has changed your life. Well, I think that uh, losing definitely helps people feel better about themselves, but more than the weight loss, I mean, I still have a lot of I still have a lot to go, but it's about just learning to teach and help other people as well as myself. Love yourself where you're at, and just realize anything you do is just you know putting yourself in the very best place that you want to be. Absolutely, so and I think of- you make a yeah really good point about coming into acceptance. That's when I think true transformation can occur. And I love your story. I know that you um, worked with hospice, and I think volunteer work is so incredibly powerful. And it's something I was actually writing about in my book yesterday. If you don't know what your life purpose is, go out and be of service, and you don't know the gifts that can show up for you. So I'd like to know a little bit more about your history with hospice and how that has um, helped you manifest your life's purpose. Well, I think that uh, when you get to be part of somebody's last days, it's a pretty valuable gift. I mean, a lot of people think about being part of a newborn, you know, experience, which is beautiful. 
but it's also beautiful to be part of that process of that transition. And I'm all, I was honored to be part of that. And it makes you feel like you're doing something powerful. You're doing mm-hmm. something, you know, to make a difference in the transition of someone's life onto where they go from, from here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, every, every experience is different. I loved it. I loved the people. Um, and I loved being part of something so special. Yeah, I um, actually worked with hospice for a while myself and was uh, pretty powerful, pretty amazing. So, Maggie, I know that you had other gifts that showed up by virtue of your heartfelt service. And I love that you stumbled on what seems to me to be part of your life's purpose by virtue of that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I had uh, a very traumatic childhood experience. And I was fortunate enough that I moved out at 15. And uh, I went through quite a bit of trauma. So when I was five, my father actually was very abusive and he was not allowed to see us. Um, he's a very violent man. But when I was five, he kidnapped myself and my two brothers. And we actually, he took us to another state. And in that, that trauma was, you know, it was a very scary time for me. But I was fortunate enough to move out at 15 and go to court and become my own guardian. I had to go to the school system. My aunt went with me and but I had somebody come, come along and redirect my negative self-programming that was going over and over in my head from the abuse. And uh, fortunately, I feel that everything, I've been able to connect the dots, and I feel like now my mission and my passion is to help these teens and, and young adults realize that they have contribution and value to give, and that's what, what happened for me to help me, you know, embrace myself and and move forward. So I feel like that is yes. part of my mission in life. Yes, I, I clearly see you as a wounded healer. You've gone through, um, I would say, almost like hell to get to where you're at, but you're using those experiences as opportunities to help other people that are hurting or are in pain and, and struggling. And I just have so much admiration and respect for your history and for your story. I just feel like I want to just give you a hug and just bow to you in gratitude. Oh, thank you. You know what? The best part about helping others is when you can truly understand where they come from. A lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, want to reach out. They want to help, but they don't understand sitting there and then experiencing those feelings and not knowing where to turn. And when you have experienced that, and you didn't at the time know where to turn, but life changed, and you now know which direction to move, it's, it's wonderful to be able to be a teacher in that direction. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm really grateful. Uh, I wouldn't go through the experience again for any amount of money, but I'm grateful that I'm standing on the other side and I can and help maybe pull some of these people over. Yeah, I love that too. I love how you use your story and your history to help others claim their beauty their authenticity and their confidence and their purpose. It's, it's, um, it's an exquisite uh, story. And again, I, I really hear you don't want to do it again. Wouldn't recommend it <laughs> if you could, you know, to others, <laughs> if they can avoid it, but hopefully you're able to support others and maybe missing some of those painful um, stepping stones on their path by virtue of, of just your love and your support and your wisdom. 
And I so feel many, that I was also given this amazing gift to have yes. a product to help people with self-esteem and to be able to use that as a, a company that can help fund, you know, the philanthropic desires that I have and a lot of others have as well. Yeah, I'm really so excited that's, to that's be amazing. talking about that. You are the creator of a very, very cool and interesting product called the Slimmer Silhouette. Can you tell me more about it? Well, I was with a biochemist, and we created a natural product that was actually designed. We had patients that would come from other facilities with decubitus ulcers. And it was a private medical facility, but we catered to hospice. And if you know much about hospice, it's not about keeping them here longer, but it's about keeping them comfortable on their last days. And so when patients would come with these bed sores, as they call them, decubitus ulcers, you know, it's really important to get them cleaned up fast as possible because people... People perish from that, and they also, you know, they need to be able to be able to move around, and, and you want to make sure they have good skin integrity. And so we were able to create a natural product, because we were using pharmaceutical products, but we were able to create a natural product that we used only solely um, to help with those kinds of wounds with the doctor's permission and the family's permission. Well, later, we ended up with a couple of patients that pretty much outlived their funds, and we were let's put them in a county facility, but we just didn't have the heart to do it. I mean, they, were, they weren't products. They were human beings, and we loved them at this point. And so we decided to keep them and supplement the income. We opened up a spa that we did normal, typical body treatments, massages, and facials, and we did wraps from other companies. Well, then one day we tried our wound product, and uh, that's what happened. We just got so many great results. We did over 50,000 treatments, and... You know, that's what we're doing now. That's what this product's about. And we decided to take it into the world market so that we could help fund um, HealthyTeens.org, which is just in process, and um, help fund some other philanthropic plans as well. Yeah, I love your... So that's how it works. Yes, I love your big vision with all of this and how there are different pieces of the puzzle that can support you and just really uplifting and empowering people. So I was actually really interested in your product. You know, I, I, especially back when I was an actress and a model, I did a lot of wraps to get immediate results, but I know that your product is really different and that it's not just about, mm, I guess, losing weight, although that is a side effect or byproduct or a bonus. I was interested in finding out that your product is actually created from all natural minerals. And from my understanding, yes, you, yes, you can talk more about this. Most people are mineral deficient, right? Yeah, we don't, you know, a lot of people don't get minerals like they used to, um, unless they take a mineral supplement, and a lot of times the soil doesn't have minerals, and some of the food doesn't have minerals, we process, we cook everything, but basically what happens, it's not a weight loss product, I mean, there are those that have found that they lost weight, but this is, this falls into the category, but it is not a weight loss product, it's a tool to help your skin catch up as you lose, or to help your skin, you know, just tighten up a little bit if you're already at the size you want to be. And what happens is you store impurities around the dehydrated fat cell. And so these minerals are able to go in and actually do a hydration rather than a dehydration treatment. So when you do a clay, a mud, a seaweed, an herbal, shrimp, any of those things, those actually smother the pores and they cause you to sweat. Whereas you won't sweat at all in this. This is very different. And we've seen as much as three sizes uh, difference on somebody who, you know, has some serious weight to lose, 
but we've seen as much as three sizes in a 12-3. And not, not everybody's going to do that, but we've seen as much as that. And so typically people will do, if they do liposuction, they're spending 6000 or so, they're risking their life, they're, you know, going under the knife. And, and six weeks later, after the swelling goes down, they many times see about half a size difference. But we've actually seen better than that. Not everyone, but um, the majority of our clients lose anywhere from half to three si- up to three sizes in the 12 series. And yeah, it's not is, a water loss, which is wonderful. Yeah, it's astonishing, you know, to, to know more about this product. And the thing that I like best about it, it really is nurturing and nourishing for the body, for the physical vehicle. And I guess it's a way of, of um, getting the minerals back into your body, absorbed directly into your body. Because I know a lot of times, you know, taking mineral supplements, they don't necessarily break down uh, correctly. Um, so this is a way of, of getting um, needed min- minerals into the body. I found that really, really interesting. Yeah, we've so got Maggie, quite a few medical doctors actually on board um, as, as investors, advisors. And we've done a great large amount of celebrities. They refer us to each other quite a bit. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. This whole journey is it's a neat, a neat journey to go on and to be a part of helping people with self-esteem for the physical part, but also, you know, I'm working towards changing that mental mindset as well. Yeah, and a lot like of people use this as a tool. So, yes. Well, a lot of people use this as a tool. Let's say they lose five pounds, they get a series, they can look like they lost as much as 15, and that keeps them motivated. As if some people don't go by their weight, they go by their measurements and their clothes. And when you start to see a difference faster, you start to get motivated to stay on that weight loss journey, to work out with that trainer, to eat healthier food, you know, that kind of, it just motivates them to make a difference. Yeah, that's exactly the word. It can be that little motivational push that keeps you moving in the right direction. So, Maggie, what are some of the benefits or advantages of this wrap, and how is it different than some of the other things that, that are out there? Well, being that it's not a water loss treatment, you don't sweat, that's one thing. We don't consider it or call it permanent because it depends on your lifestyle. depends on, you know, how many toxins you hold in your body, you know, if you're a smoker, uh, if you gain weight, those kind of things. But we've seen people keep the results up to a year depending on the person and their lifestyle. Um, but with a water loss, you sweat and an hour, as soon as you drink fluid again, you go right back up. And that's not what our product is. Plus, again, it's giving you the healthy minerals that you need. And, you know, if someone that loses a lot of weight, if they're going to do our treatments along the journey, it will help their skin catch up to their weight loss. If they come to us after they've dropped a lot of weight, it helps some, but not as much as it does if they do it on their journey of their weight loss. So it's like turboing their results. <laughs> so that's like basically that. how the product works. Yeah. I love that. Well, our skin is our biggest organ, and, and a lot of times we don't think of it in that way. So how do, how do we take care of this organ? And uh, what I like about what your product does, it's really, um, it can help you detoxify. You know, I know I've done a lot of cleanses and, you know, fasting and, uh, and you can, there's other options as far as wanting to detoxify. Yeah, this, this helps with pulling out impurities. You know, we don't use the word toxins for, for the treatment, that's a medical term, but we can say that it helps pull out impurities. But yes, you do hold a lot of toxins in your body from all kinds of things that you do, all kinds of things that we're exposed to, things we eat, we drink. 
mean, it's kind of funny. If you look at what we eat and drink nowadays, nowadays, such a small percentage, unless you're very conscious about it, is, is good for you. It's close to source. And that's why I like the raw foods because, you know, raw foods are great because you're closer to source. You know, I like to eat a little cooked food as well because that's a nice comfort food. But, um, yeah, I think paying attention to what goes in your body in every way, what you drink, what you eat, and, you know, if you have to take medication, you know, anything you can do that's... I like I love listening to you guys talk about talking to your body because one of the things recently that I had learned about is that whenever we're under whatever it is, stress, anxiety, it does... You can feel it somewhere in the body. So when you identify, first of all, where it's at, and then you identify with what you're feeling, whether it's fear, anger, anxiety, whatever that is, then you help it to pass. Because if you don't, it manifests in physical parts later, physical elements later. And so I think to stop and to pay attention, I loved, I loved what you guys were talking about because that made a lot of sense. Yeah, communication and listening, I think, is so, so, so vital. And... Um... You know, there's there's ways that we can do it that we don't necessarily think about. And I think, you know, again, listening to our physical selves is is so, so powerful and creating that real transformation. And, you know, I know a lot of times people think, well, if I just lose this weight, I'll be happy. No, be happy and the weight will come off. So to me, yeah. again, it comes back to just respect and love and compassion. And, and again, that's one of the things that I really liked about reading about your product. I think doing in this, you know, to do a wrap, I think with great consciousness and, 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 and to um, send our bodies love, it can be very nurturing and very nourishing. And to me, those are the, the, um, the primary colors or the most basic important ingredients for healing. And, and manifesting what we want physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially in our relationships. So again, I like what you're saying that this is another tool. This is another opportunity to be able to care for yourself and love for yourself. Yes. So Maggie, if, if um, think, people want to know, go ahead. I think that a lot of us, you know, a lot of people are waiting to be happy. And the truth is be happy right now where you're at, <laughs> live in the now. Because if you're not getting happy here, I guarantee you, you get over to the other side. It's the same story. It's a new, new set of problems. So you being happy right mm-hmm. in this moment is what matters. I so, right, so agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. I mean, uh, yeah, people think they work from the outside in rather than the inside out. And it doesn't work. It never works. So, Maggie, I um, would like you uh, to share your information about how people can learn more about your product and more about you? Well, they can go on to the website, which is the fast URL is slimtonight.com or slimmersilhouette.com. And that's the best and fastest way to get on and learn about our product. Um, And they can also email us through that site as well. So slimtonight.com is the fastest way. Perfect. So, yeah, you know, Thank years you ago. Thank you so again, much for I, having me on as well. I appreciate that. No, I, I again, I, the more I learned about you, the more I was like, I really want to talk to this girl. I really want to talk about this product. I really want to try this product. Um, you know, because, again, I had struggled so much with my physical self. And I manipulated and I coerced and I 
did things that weren't kind. I did the liposuction. I wish I would have known more about this back then. <laughs> yeah, well, but, I tried uh, it before, too. So trust me, I understand. I did that a while back, too. And I didn't know about this as well. It's my product. So. Well, and again, you know, plants, animals, people, any anything that is that is um, live responds much better to kindness and love and listening and compassion and caring than it does judgment and hate and anger and disgust. <laughs> it's a pretty, well, I love this. This is just amazing to me. I was, you know, thinking about how you talk about if you have a Lamborghini or, you know, very nice car and you, you don't go to the cheap gas stations. You try to go to mobile or whatever to get the best high quality gas. You put the most money you can into taking care of your car and making sure, you know, it's parked safe and the whole bit. But then you drive through McDonald's for a 99 cent slime burger. I mean, sorry, but you know, basically that's what people do. They don't think about what they're putting in their body, but they think about what they're putting in their car or their nice house. And what's more important, how you feel and, you know, or what you drive and what you live in. Yeah. And again, it, yeah, so, food is fuel. And to fuel our bodies with great love, I think, is important. And I know for me, occasionally I do go through a drive through I'm, I'm a pescatarian, but occasionally it's like, you know, I want a French fry. And it's been really interesting for me to come into balance with that relationship. But still, you know, even if I'm eating a French fry or something that may not be the healthiest fuel. I do it with um, presence and and appreciation. I think that's the point of saying grace before we eat. Because I used to eat a lot of raw foods, but I hated it and I hated my body and it didn't respond very well. So once I decided to do things motivated more from the place of self-acceptance and self-love, it's pretty fascinating. Um, my body maintains its ideal weight without me even trying. People are like, how do you eat that much food? How is it that you're eating that cheesecake and that you still look like that? You must work out like a fiend. And I'm like, no, but you know, what I do is um, work out and eat with great love and have, I have so much respect and compassion for this physical vehicle because I, I put it through hell. <laughs> wasn't very no, nice I think we all have, <laughs> we all do. And gratitude is a great key. And that's what you're using is gratitude for, for what you have. Yeah. And, and again, just, I think that's the point of Empower Radio and these conversations and me just wanting to be present with you in this place of, of gratitude and respect for, for your path, your passion, and that your intention to make the world um, a softer, more gentle, more loving place. I think everything you're doing is quite remarkable that you want to help teenagers, you know, uh, I give them that, that esteem and confidence early on. Can you imagine? Wouldn't that have been wonderful? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that it happened to me, you know, young enough that it made an impact. I mean, if it had not happened, I don't know where I'd be. And I think about these, these you know, there's a lot of reasons why these kids think about killing themselves or turn to drugs or alcohol. And, you know, it's not necessarily the parents. A lot of parents are wonderful parents. It could be bullying at school or dealing with, you know, not being accepted in some fashion. But we just need to try to get to the core of it and help them realize. You know, we all have contribution value to give on this earth. We all do. And it's just our choice whether we want to take that on and embrace it and accept it and love it. I love that. So, um, Maggie, if somebody's listening right now and not feeling really great about themselves, not not feeling good about maybe their their bodies or their lives, you know, maybe we have a young person that's hanging out. What would you 
like to say to them? What message would you like to share with them? Well, realize it took a lot for each one of us to be here on this earth. I mean, each if you look at how much it took for us to be in existence, it's, it's magical. It really is. And we all have that in us. And what you think about yourself is what you project, what you become. So if you listen to the naysayers or you listen to the negative programming, unfortunately, that's what you become. So shift that as soon as possible and start to look at what who you respect or what you want to, where do you want to be? Where do you want to see yourself and start focusing in that particular direction? And before you know it, you're standing in the shoes that you mostly admire, which is you. So I think that we just, you just have to take your power and bring it, just bring it, go for it. And before (laughs) you know it, I mean, I'm in places I never, somebody told me, even even a short five years ago, that I'd be standing in places that I'm standing now, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have believed it. But the good news is I started to shift and I started to see myself there years before I got there. And now I've already passed those points. And it's, it's like a big storybook. It's beautiful. You can make your own heaven and you can make your own hell. You know, some people are happy in the craziest places. It might be they, they can move their fingers and that's all they can do. But you just got to, Find happiness in the smallest way and, and go outward. So that's what I suggest that they do. Start making so a list beautiful. of what they want to be or where they want to go. That's so beautiful. I got goosebumps from that. And I do think it's true. Where you go in your mind, you're going to go in your life. So if you're thinking thoughts that are unkind about yourself or others, you're probably or maybe guaranteed to go kind of in a downward spiral. But if you make that conscious choice, to contemplate what you want, who you admire, and and are grateful. Gratitude, I think, is a way of starting to change that momentum and start spiraling upward towards the direction of your dreams. And you bring up such a good point, Maggie. Planet Earth can be heaven and it can be hell. And that will be dictated by the musings of your mind and, and your intentions. And I just am so grateful to you that you set the intention to heal so that you could be this powerful light worker on planet earth. And it's just such a joy to connect with you and have this conversation with you. And I hope, I hope we get to do it again very soon. Yeah, it's been an honor. Thank you so much. So to my lovely uh, Brent Carey, thank you for creating this forum called Empower. Uh, You're just a rock star of the highest order. I adore you with my whole heart. Thank you, Josh, for being this amazing producer. It's always wonderful to play and create with you as well. To my listeners, I'm honored to spend time with you. And if you want to go to my website, fill out a strategy session, get a free guided meditation about manifesting more of what you want in your life, reprogram that subconscious mind, make it your friend and your ally, please go to TammyBPhD.com. That's spelled with an I, T-A-M-M-I-P-H-D.com. I would love to hear from you. Do you have thoughts? Do you have suggestions? Do you have feedback? You want to be on the show? You know, somebody that should be? love to hear from you. Thank you again for spending part of your precious time with us. God bless you onward and upward. Bye for now. Look for the fairness. Eating well and playing go together like best friends. You better believe it. With the food pyramid, the bare necessities of living healthy are easy. It gives you just the right amount of grains, vegetables, fruits, milk, and meats and beans. Crazy. So eat right, be active, and don't forget to have fun. You can go to mypyramid.gov to play some games and find out more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Ad Council.